gentlemen, to PC85 Plays, on the Pods of the 1985 Network. Me, Momo, Cody Sandusky, and we're here for another episode of Curse of Strahd. Uh, we'll see. It's been a hell of a day. It's cold outside. All of us are kind of trapped in our home in some form or fashion, so it feels fairly fitting to get back into the desolate world of Barovia and everything therein. Uh, joining us is a complete cast of characters for tonight, starting first... Well, since I'm on the bottom right of this grid, I don't really have my alignment anymore. Uh, playing his Steam Deck, it is our resident blood hunter, Bjorn, played by Kaz. It don't matter. None of this matters. Oh. A man who thinks Great that things... Start. Yeah, a man who thinks things do matter, at least in character he does. It is our half-elf cleric, Rasmus Thomason, played by Double H. I legit forgot I was a half-elf until just now. <laughs> you said that, and I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I am. But, Hunter, you I have to too much hair. It's, you it's, have so rarely, it so rarely comes up. Well, I do really does. Reason. That's true. Yeah, see, these are the things you got to remember as a half-elf. Uh, playing, playing our air Ganassi, Ganassi. Uh, fuck, I'll never get it right. It is our blue wonder, Zephra, played by Lindsay Wolfgang. I am appropriately blue because I am very cold. Yeah, makes two of us. Makes two of us. Our legally distinct uh, monster hunter of some sort, Aiden Valmont, while knocking back what looked like a purple Zima, it is Janet Young. Uh, do it for Rat Boy, you rat soup eating honky motherfuckers! All right, and uh, leaving. <laughs> and leaving Pretty Boy Landing or whatever the hell it is I saw in the text only for babies from whenever y'all last did a recording. He is the tall wood elf ranger Alfred played by the man himself, Tanner Calvert. I uh, yeah, that's that's not my name. I don't give a shit. Did you so say we're back here? Did you say Pretty Boy Land? And a Pretty Boy Landing? <laughs> is that what it was? Or Pretty Boy hey, Lake? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit questions. Here. Pretty boy reservoir. Can Tanner, can Tanner please explain to me how he's currently doing the show tonight from a Sears photo shoot in the mall in 1989? I just, I was curious as to why Tanner <laughs> covered his lens in jelly. Vaseline. Yeah, Vaseline. No, I've been trying to figure out why my expensive ass camera is not working right. Yes, now. your greasy thumb will definitely make it better. I've oh. taken like a microfiber towel to it and it's still nothing. <laughs> to your thumb. <laughs> yes. God. Uh, 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 well, kids, if you thought we regretted this show before, don't worry. I'm going to regret a lot more tonight. We we start, you know, normally we start off so nice, but lately we start off this way. Yeah. It's true. It's true. That is what we do. Uh, so where did we last leave off of our characters? Well, it's a good question. I'm glad you asked. It means you're paying attention. Uh, our cast and crew made their way out of the village of Barovia uh, in their Cody. last episode. Yes. I would say if they were paying attention, they wouldn't have to ask where we left off. Can well, I do the show for fucking once the way I want it to be done, please? I am Al Snow in the first episode or the first season of Tough Enough. Do it the well. way I want it to be done, goddammit. Anyway, all these people left some village. I think it's Barovia. Quite frankly, I've ejected all that knowledge out of my head because who fuck fuck them? That's why. Uh, they're making their way out toward the middle of bumfuck nowhere. They're going to find some vampire somewhere. He seems like he's a bad bitch. Who knows? Uh, these guys went off the road like a bunch of idiots did in Deliverance, and they heard banjos and other music, found some people, was told hail visitors with a mug in their hand, and here we are. Any questions? What happened to you? You! We were doing so well. What? 
I don't know. I got Cody, lost last uh, time. As we as we do this show, this is kind of a legitimate question, actually. Um, yes. Can can we can we just legally str- say Strahd now? I'm pretty sure they fucked all that up, right? Like like Strahd is is now owned by anyone who wants him or something. Yeah, they I can't wait that to whole make, thing up, man. Can't wait to uh, make. I mean, I can't wait to make the Hello Kitty Strahd figure that I've had in my head this whole time. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and uh, they can't those, do a thing about it. <laughs> well, no, for those who are are wondering what uh, Hunter's referring to, uh, SRD, the System Reference Document Five Point One, is now put in the Creative Commons by Wizards of the Coast in response to them just utterly fucking everything up, like doing all the wrong decisions in a choose your own business book. And in response to all of those bad decisions, I still haven't forgiven them for because they're a bunch of money-hungry bastards, at least those that run the company, Hasbro. Uh, they've released the uh, system reference document for 5.1, <laughs> Out into the Wild and Creative Commons. And in said document, somewhere along the lines was an example of a character, and Strahd von Zerovich was included in text in there. So so yep. anyone can use Strahd in anything they want at this point? You can certainly, in the words of D anD D, you can certainly try. It seems like it's yes. Not, it's wow. not just Strahd. It's like what is it? Abolites. Um, it's a whole lot. Mind flayers. Mind flayers. Mind flayers. That was the other big one. For like half a century now, since this game started, they're like, no, we created that. It's our thing. And now, some intern somewhere was like, maybe we just forget that we put that in there. Maybe this is a little retribution for trying to screw up everything. That's the thing. It's like, you know what? I'm not mad about whoever pulled that off. Cause if you're not willing Someone to read, yeah, yep. it's a 400 page document. This is the equivalent of a bill going through Congress. And we know people don't right. read that shit. <laughs> exactly what happened. Yeah. I will say it was bold to put it on uh, Count Strahd von Zerovich is on page 30 of this document, though. So it's kind of like putting a curse word in the first 10 Fairly seconds early. of a YouTube video now. Right. But you're, yeah. you're threading the needle pretty tightly. You might get it some attention for that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Mind Flayer. Uh, God, I'm going to see where Flayer shows up in this document. Woo. Because I've no, actually like looked at it. Off the top of my head, Mind Flayer, Aber- A- Abolith, I think Aberrations, maybe, too. Um,. Who are the the fucking snake people? Wanty is that it? I think uh, they also like got that. they got one of those. They got a mention. They got a little shout out. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, mind flayers. Mind flayers shows up on page ninety seven. So they at least hit that one a little bit. Yeah, it's a little further in, but still. Yeah, it's an example because they use it as a, a damage type example for psychic. Anywho. Yeah, this is uh, oh, anywho. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for those who are not fully plugged in. Uh, uh, I completely lost this. I just found the other one. It includes Aboleths, Beholders, Mind Flayers, and Slotty are the examples of aberrations that they provide. Slotty is what I was yep. trying to think of. Yep. That's the one. Uh, for those who uh, are like me and still pretty bitter at Hasbro for trying to be money hungry as they are, uh, Kobold Press just put out a statement today that Project Black Flag is still moving on. It's supposed to be compatible with all their 5e material. Playtesting starts sometime in February. I'll be trying that out myself. Same for the open gaming license, or excuse me, the uh, Orc is the gaming system, the open RPG creative license that's going through Paizo. It is also yes. proceeding as expected. So while Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast may have tried to uh, win back some trust from the community, it's a greater than zero, less than 1% amount of trust for yours truly. And I can't wait to uh, see these other things play out. <laughs> Thanks for visiting and... Tabletop uh, RPG Minute here <laughs> on Podzilla 1985. 
if we're gonna do it somewhere yeah may as well throw it in here but what about another overwatch news (laughs) Uh, you know in other overwatch news you guys have again walked toward a an encampment or at least what seems to be the periphery of a lively uh situation and someone has greeted you hail visitors with a tankard in hand that's where we left off last time do any of you have any questions yes several before we get underway Shannon, you want to do it? or? I remember I... one of us was not going to run into the group and was going to hang out in the woods. Yeah, I think <laughs> Bjorn, has changed. that was Bjorn in time. Uh, Shannon, I'm going to go ahead and just address your question before you ask it. The wizard's key is not located here. No. Cody, you, so uh, don't worry. you cannot find it. You do not need it. No, Cody, I've ruffled enough feathers. I'll, I'll be quiet this show. You guys... Uh, I'll, I'll kick rocks this I'll, guy acting like I'm actually upset at him. I'll chime in occasionally with a witty retort, and I'll throw a, I'll throw a thing at your face and tell you to sing Fair Harvard. Well, how about you uh, regale us with Mr. Plow? I feel like that's a good song for this moment. It's a good song for outside, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what I said. Do the, do the Marge version where he's getting the jacket out of the... Hey, I'm Mr. Plow. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so we know how Bjorn's going to react, but let's pick up immediately where we left off. For the others of you that are a part of the party, you see a... A fairly sizable individual, very lively of complexion and face, holding up a mug saying, Hail visitors to those of you coming from beyond the woods. How do you react to this? Uh, I I would like to like use perception, I guess, just to look around, just to see if anything looks out of the ordinary here. If I can piece anything together without saying anything to him first. Yeah, if you want to be, I'm not going to make you make a roll for that. If you try to kind of be on the sly, kind of give that a that gif of the eyes shifting back and forth, nothing seems out of sorts upon first inspection. This seems to be as it is presented: a group of people seemingly pretty happy in a place where you haven't seen a lot of that general revelry, singing, talking loudly. That's what you're engaging with so far visually. Then I'm going to whisper to, uh, I've known Hunter's character's name this entire time, but for some reason right now I want to call him Ridge. Ridge! And I don't know. make me think of Boy Meets World. Ridge! Reginald Fairfield! Ra- Rasmus. That's it. Raz. That's the one. I'm going to oh, whisper. No. Gonna... Dwayne, Dwayne the yeah, Reginald Please don't do that. Johnson. I had someone in college that we called Raz. <laughs> I'm going to lean into him. Lean into him and say, go get him, Ray. (laughs) This one's yours. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think Rasmus doesn't consider himself a leader, but he often acts like one for whatever reason. So I think he would probably be close to the head of the party, probably the friendliest face at this point. And if we're being greeted with like a hail and well-met travelers, he's going to respond in kind. Um, He's going to announce who he is and where he's from. He's going to just... Not to speak for anyone else, just kind of saying these are my compatriots, um, and and mention that they are acquainted with. I assume he has time to say this much. I don't want to just blather on, but mention that they're acquainted with uh, Alenka and Mirabel, who directed them to this encampment. That perhaps um, they could help some travelers on their way to. Oh shit! It's not Velaki, is it? Are we going? Yeah, Velaki. Velaki. I couldn't remember which one we were going to. Yeah. 
couldn't remember yeah. which one we were going to either. Well, I had like a list and I was like, so many names. Hang on. <laughs> Admittedly, there are a ton of villages in Barovia for being a desolate place. Yes. Like, it seems to me there's a lot of hotspots. Uh, he kind of, he smiles, takes a, a swig from the tankard as you go through your initial introduction. When you mention the two sisters that are in Barovia, he does kind of sputter a little bit, taken back from hearing those names. And in fact, you kind of, as you go through, he tries to discreetly, although how much is to be determined, kind of takes the tankard down and spits real quick to the side and then goes back to his smiling and taking a drink out of the tankard. But otherwise, as you go along with your tale, he is very warmly receptive to it. He says, Hail! Hail! My name is Bryn. I welcome you to the encampment of the Vistani. The names you mention, I, I will warn, do not mention them uh, among the crowd. They are... And he sits there trying to think of maybe a word, whatever the word is for them, compared to like what you would guys would consider that. More to... It's probably just the best thing to go with. Let's go with that. Don't. You gotta get you that Jonah Hill cross. It's like, don't mention the sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, noted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's about his only like aside. Otherwise, he's just like, he, he chuckles about it after he kind of gives you that, that Jonah Hill gift. He's like, <laughs> no. welcome anyhow. I am Bryn. I welcome you to our abode. We are a wandering people, but this place is friendly and welcome to any who find their way here. And we see that you have found your way here. Come join. Revelry is to be had. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Being mostly a traveler as it is, Zephyr is not going to hesitate and is going to follow him over to the crowd. <laughs> like, this is one of the few instances that she's not really kind of hanging back and hiding like they would in some of the villages. Okay. Uh, Red, uh, oh, go ahead, Tanner. Go ahead. Uh, Red just, you know, hood up, not wanting to draw too much attention outside of the fact that he's a seven foot creature. Uh, hood up, just kind of staying to the back of the party. Uh, Red, I'll point out for you specifically that Bren is not slight of frame either. You know, he's not a wood elf, obviously, but he, he's broad. You'd probably take him to be about six three, six four, kind of a, a linebacker or, or three four defensive end build. Like, he's a guy that. Holds well for himself. Cody described him like Bill Brasky. You know, he goes about <laughs> six seven, three hundred pounds. He can, he can. I met Bill Brasky. He's seven foot five, weighs seven hundred forty eight pounds. He squatted a school bus. That's he can eat a me. halberd and take a magic missile standing. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, that's good. I oh, look, we're not even. We're not even going to make it to the crux of the scenario tonight. We're just going to be riffing like this all night. Jesus. I need Tanner to um, put on some of those fake glasses with the eyes open so it looks like he's awake. And then I, once he does that, I would like to point out to the jury's attention and then point at his glasses and have them taken away. <laughs> Look, I'm sitting over here dying, but I'm here. I mean, aren't we all? He meant soon, Cody. Aren't we all? So, so did I. <laughs> very soon. No, 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 no. We don't sing them songs here. No, no, no. Cody has flashbacks. He doesn't like that. For the, for the rest of <laughs> So Red is kind of slinking, hanging back. Rasmus is face of the party going forward. Uh, again, uh, I guess I'll ask Zephyr. I didn't catch it. Are you keeping Hood up for now, or are you kind of uh, leaving? 
No, if it wasn't already up, it's not up now. I, nope. again, being someone that travels a lot and understanding that this is a nomadic group, I'm I'm not about to put on airs at the moment. Okay, and that is perfectly fine. You, you know, you seem to have no hesitation, nor does Bryn. Yeah, you know, he kind of scans the the five of you, or I guess six of you, with <laughs> uh, Ileana and or Irina in uh, alongside the party, and seems nonplussed about it. I haven't referenced this image, but Rasmus looks like this. I haven't referenced it in a while. Like, of course, he's just like, yeah, <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> the golden retriever of half-elves. <laughs> the I dude at the Christian college the... your pastor warned you about. <laughs> and this is the last thing I looked at in text for babies was that poodle picture from way up, and that's what I saw, and I thought you were well, talking about like... the poodle. Yeah. yeah, it's the poodle. He's got that poodle look. It's, it's better than the Steven Seagal picture on the way up there. No, that's what I look like now. Anyway. Just, anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, Aiden, you've kind of scoured the area. You find nothing suspicious, or at least don't feel anything suspicious initially. How do you take to this jovial greeting and the party generally going in without question? Uh, I'm going to scout out for the most attractive Neanderthal there. And I'm going to uh, hover towards her and introduce myself. Oh, please tell me you say it out loud. Please. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to think about it, but make no. Make him roll for that. Make him roll, make him think he was thinking it, but he accidentally said it out loud. Said the quiet part loud. <laughs> no, I'll let that go. All right, so I think we, we've gathered and Bjorn, I take it, unless you wish to change your mind, you're still taking up the rear, kind of generally... Keeping to yourself in the back. Well, I kind of uh, lose track of myself. I start walking forward. I look him up and down, and I walk by him. But I realize I don't really have anywhere I'm walking to, so I go back <laughs> to the back of the uh, back of the crew, kind of confused. Okay, yeah, you do that. And Bryn chuckles. He's like, "Well, you were pursuing the right direction, friend, but follow anyhow." Like uh, again, not this guy seems to be all about it. Not terribly fussed about what's going on, and uh, Irina is very excited like she's kind of almost to the point of giddy of seeing people who seem kind of friendly and in taking in this revelry as you pass through probably about a maybe a 20 yard walk it's not terribly far though the wooded area kind of clears a little bit into a wider space and you see and i don't have the picture of course as i had it saved somewhere and my computer doesn't want to tell me where it's at you see an encampment of wagons and ca- kind of canopies coming off the side of them and tents and multiple like small fires. And you see many a person. You probably see seems like maybe 70, 80 people out here total just scatter about lots of people holding up, you know, containers and drinking. There's small groups maybe playing along with lutes and kind of singing their song, whether it be to themselves or another few that are sitting by. This seems to be the most lively, excited group of anything you guys have seen since entering the mists, individually and collectively. Like, this is the first sign of life, it seems like, in terms of, like, the lust for life that you all have encountered anywhere in Barovia so far. Which is why I'm uh, I'm cautious. It just seems too out of place for such a place like this. So while I'm, I'm hitting up this skank, I'm also it, – it's just for show. It's just for show. Like he's he's putting on the, you know he he's putting on the charm Ritz. and he's smiling. He's putting it on the Ritz. He's putting it on the Ritz. But 
at the same time, he's like watching everybody. He's got a drink. He's sniffing it, trying to see if he can smell anything weird. He's very cautious on all this. You know, uh, conveniently enough for you, you kind of scour the area. Uh, one of the sides of the wagons do say Park Avenue, so you are in the right place. <laughs> I was feeling blue. Yeah, well, you know, you found it. Lindsay's character uh, really needs to go over there. Because she's actually yeah. blue. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So because you are so skeptical, I actually would like you to, as you you know, take, Brynn is not shy, as each of you kind of enter the periphery, even the two of you that are hanging back or maybe trying to make yourselves a little more discreet, he gathers up a, a series of, of small tankards, probably a little bit larger than the mug that, that Hunter has, and passes them out among the, the five or six of you. Uh, Irina giddily grabs it with both hands. Uh, I'll let you all kind of determine the attitude by which you do it. But Aiden, you specifically, because you are are very concerned, I would like you to make for me. Okay. Make a taste test. <laughs> make a taste <laughs> roll. Is there? Oh, is there what really the hell a t- taste test? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. The man is the resident king of Pepsi. He wants to find out if it's Coke or Pepsi. This is the challenge that swept the nation in the 1980s. I've given him an opportunity, Hunter. Tony, what does he roll? I'm still loading. Yeah. It's a perception check. (laughs) I'm with you on this, and I love the idea of a taste test being a skill, but what is the thing? (laughs) Well, you see... Hunter, on page 288 of the SRD 5.1, which I very clearly read as a member of Congress. I would like to roll again. (laughs) What'd you roll? That tells me something. I rolled a six. Well. (laughs) It's RC. Can I I turn in some of my points to do another roll? No, but uh, Tanner was close. It's diet right, so you spit oh, it out immediately. Oh. <laughs> the best that the IGA had to offer. <laughs> Jay's <No>. IGA. <laughs> there you go. No, on, on initial initial sip, you taste nothing out of sorts. It's just, again, because you're, you, because of your hesitance, it's kind of that sensation of when you think you're drinking water, but it's Sprite instead. Oh. So that carbonation, mm-hmm. there's not carbonation, but that kind of equivalent feeling catches you back a little bit. So you kind of sputter, perhaps trying to assess what's going on. And the the, the nameless oh, to this wait. point female that you are next to. Hold on. Yes. Yes. I rolled persuasion by accident, not perception. I mean, it's still a d20. Oh, oh shut what up, you call this? Um, <laughs> More. Cool. Much more. I have a plus zero to perception and a plus four to persuasion, so I actually did better by lying. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you rolled a two then. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that's what happened. I wish I had looked at the numbers before I said something. <laughs> I'll withdraw my question. I'll withdraw my <laughs> question. Uh, I mean, the result is still the same. I mean, while. You are next oh. to to this juncture nameless female that you're trying to schmooze. You do a very poor job of doing so while sputtering up your drink initially because you, well, you are trying to figure out what it is. That's because she's too attractive. I went in looking for a, a five or a six, and I ended up standing next to a you know to a straight dime. It's a Kate Upton on on patrol, and you can't taste you can't figure out taste while you've got 
a fine sip of wine like her next to you. Yeah. Okay, Cap. <laughs> I almost got him. Damn it. That would not have been good. That would not have been good. I just, I just knew he was going to do the bit of like, yeah, because you know that's, uh, that's where I come in. <laughs> I bet. Oh, man. Uh, so you, uh, <laughs> intentional or otherwise, you get a chuckle out of yet-to-be-named uh, female Vistani next to you. Her name's, her name's Thurgood. Uh, no, it's not. It was the first name that popped what, in my head. That's what he called her. <laughs> sure. Better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you sputter and she laughs and after you say Thurgood. She, no, no, no. Asha. Asha. <laughs> It's like Drax, man. Harbulary batteries. <laughs> it's not even close to what I said. <laughs> oh. Okay, so yeah, you. it seems so far the party is taking well to the Vistani. And likewise, the Vistani seems to be taking well to you. You go around, uh, Rasmus, because you, again, served as the face of the, the crew. And again, just because she's happy to see people, Irina's kind of popped up beside you, kind of holding the tanker to both hands, taking just, you know a few swigs of it. I keep imagining her as that that uh, comic strip or the, the panel with Extra Twenty Three. Someone's breaking in uh, the Xavier School, and she just comes oh. jumping in. Are you a burglar? <laughs> just that. Just she's too excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some level there. Yeah, as you go along, Bryn. Uh, maybe being overexcited in his own right, just you pick up as this is just who he is. He just yeah. starts gesturing to people as you go along. Oh, yes, those are of the Donskoy family, Arturi and Raul. And over here is the Janelles. It's, you know, Ivana and Lara and the Zoltis. Oh, my God, the Zoltis, they tell great tales. And you just, you have a lot of things being thrown at you at once. You're yeah. not probably picking up on many of them. Certainly not. you have very quickly picked up on the fact that despite not knowing what even if you said is the truth, uh, they are very welcoming, the the Vistani people. Because as you walk Hell around, yeah. you're getting kind of handshakes, you're getting <clears throat> waves from across the the clearing, yeah. as it were. I, Everybody uh, seems to be very happy. I do <laughs> I do want to keep an eye on uh, on Irina. How much is she how much is she drinking? <laughs> she she's pacing herself well. You, okay. you, you tell that she's she's nursing like, the, the tankard. It's not a it's not a drunken excitement. She's just kinda happy to be like, happy. Hey, let me just borrow that real <laughs> That's quick. That's right. Slow down. <laughs> no, at this point her her inebriation level is not anywhere like detectable. She's just generally Okay. Uh, much like if depending on what, if you guys have been here in Barovia for a long time, just the fact that she's seeing happy people is a novel concept and it's rubbing <laughs> off on her very quickly. That's fair. Cool. Um, can I use my persuasion <laughs> to talk to uh, Asha and ask her, you know, just kind of why is everybody so jovial and try to, try to pick her for information? Yeah, give me a roll. All right. Well, that's an 11. I'm getting better. Yeah. I love that you say it's 11 and, and D&D Beyond. It knows I've said mean things about D&D and I'm not sorry. It just isn't showing me your dice roll. It's uh, just question mark. Uh, no, I, it's, it's fine. I take you at the 11. I had to refresh. I'm just amused that... The system is already detecting my words. Oh, they don't like you. They're gonna. We're no, gonna lose that. Fine. We're gonna lose that sponsorship. 
That's fine. We can run all this in Pathfinder or 3.5 or 4 or Fate. We've got the world is our gaming oyster. Uh, uh, Cody, yes. I thought you said Fatal. We're not running that system. No, 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 no. Ooh. This game will be fatal enough. It doesn't need help. <laughs> uh, Asha generally, you know, she chuckles at the question because, again, she's a Vistani. She's grown up around this, and she uh, just says, she's like, this is this is who we are as a people. We're loud and boisterous. We like wine. We like music. We like dance. These things are medicine for the soul, especially in a place like this. This is what we need, what people need to sustain and survive. Company, drink, revelry. This is the Vistani way. <laughs> I'm just going to nod and give her some sparkle eyes. Cool. You know, one more time, give me a persuasion check. Or no, performance check, excuse me. This is, this is where your performance or lack thereof needs to come into play. 21, 19 plus 2. That's a better one. That's a better one. That's a good check. <laughs> he said, do you come with the wagon? <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. Again, she she accepts that you are, are perking up. And you could tell that she was kind of trying to lay it on a little thick because you seemed apprehensive. And wasn't really picking up on why, but the fact you kind of give the twinkle in your eye, she catches it and kind of gives you the smile back. You are, you're in like Flint in this situation. So if you wish to further, you know, talk to Asha, we can come back to that. Uh, for, you know, Rasmus has kind of taken to everything at point with Irina and you're kind of being led through by Bryn. Now that you are further in the encampment and kind of seeing everything, what are the three of Bjorn... Red and Zephra doing. Still sitting Mostly back, feeling really uncomfortable with the, the the joy going on. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, there's way too many happy people here. This makes me uncomfortable. It, it to, for Red, it feels like a monkey paw situation. Okay. So for me, it's more of the opposite. I'm used to being in groups of people that are enjoying themselves or looking for entertainment and just being generally pleasant. So for the most part, I'm comfortable. I'm taking everything in, listening, has a smile on my face, and just kind of slowly drinking at my cup, not like going nuts or anything. Zephra, you specifically kind of as you, you wander around, you hear a small group of maybe eight or nine Vistani uh, you actually pick up what sounds like an orator's approach. You hear someone telling a story to a group. It's not, you know, they're not screaming loud. Of course, there's music and dancing and things, so it's not like it's overwhelming the group. But as you pass by, you do pick up on maybe these people enjoy a yarn as much as you've collected them in your travels. So you do hear that. Uh, for Red and Bjorn, as you two are kind of leaning back or kind of shying away, that seems to draw the attention of some Vistani, if almost in an effort to try to perk you up further. <clears throat> so the more you guys kind of slink away, the more you kind of see a couple just different shapes and size Vistani walk up with tankards, try to kind of bend your ear a little bit and pick your brains about who you are. Hey, okay. <laughs> I take it Bjorn does not like this, so how does Bjorn react to more people wanting to talk to him? 
remain silent, grimace, definitely standoffish, and and growing more so as as they continue. Okay. Uh, you get the vibe they're not fully picking up what you're putting down, if only because this seems like their attitude toward people. They want to make them feel included. Uh, Red, how are you handling a similar situation to Bjorn? I am side-eyeing everybody, but giving a bare minimum information, you know, only, only what I think they need to know my name. And that's basically about it. The fact you engage a little bit means that you get more engagement on the other way. You hear, you know, one of the people kind of crowded around you. Hi, my name is, is Carlali Tobar. I have made my way through many a place. I have roamed the entirety of Barovia, as our people do. I am much a traveler. I lead a carriage, a caravan in some cases. I, I tell you, Kresk is an odd place, but it must be... And he just kind of goes. This, your engagement of five words or more means this person is just taking it, taking conversation over. So the two of you being in a friendly manner, at least as you can perceive, but being accosted by the Vistani will leave you where you're at. Uh, pivoting back, Rasmus, you and Irina, as you go forward, Bryn has still stuck to your side like glue. You know, he kind of takes you toward the center where maybe the largest campfire is and where the, the biggest collection of people are. Again, many of them, you know, maybe a, a few pairs of people dancing around hearing the music. But just generally, there's chatter and conversation happening around this fire, generally soaking in the atmosphere. And he, you know, beckons you to sit down because you seem at least receptive to continue carrying on conversation. And he just, he not being shy about it. I can tell that obviously you are uh, Giorgio. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Giorgio, you, you are not Vistani. You are not from here. You're outsiders. But we wish you to know that, that we're very happy to have you. Vistani are not blood of a blood of our people or not blood of our people. This is uh, you're here for a reason, I am sure. And we are happy to be hospitable towards you at this time, especially as you have found one of our two... <laughs> Our main camp here, Sarah Poole, if you find need of anything as you pass your way through, because it seems as though, and he looks kind of Irina with a somewhat knowing eye, maybe, as you could look, that you are traveling from here and fro. This is a place that welcomes you. Um, Before I answer any of that, at this point, have I... You might have to have me roll for this. Have I noticed any, like... <laughs> ravens around or anybody dressed in like purple in particular <laughs> anyway? uh, give me a perception check if you don't mind okay oh, I gotta pull it up perception say I get a plus six alright hey that's pretty good 19 plus six 25 I saw that you did it I, I heard a <clears throat> part of Dale Gribble sh -sh -sh -sh, you were throwing it <laughs> Pocket dice. <laughs> I've always uh, got That's right. Ready to go. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, as you kind of looked around and scouted, you see the largest of the 
tense kind of looks more like a permanent structure compared to some of these others but a little bit beyond where the central campfire is you do see a pair of ravens nested above what would be like the entrance canopy or the little i forget the word i've been to the building that had one in a while but kind of the offshoot that goes into it yeah okay um and I, I, at this point, I've gotten the idea that this Bryn guy is kind of in charge, right? Like, he's he's probably the head cheese here. And as much as he was the one to welcome you and is kind of stuck by your side. he has, I guess what I'm getting at is he hasn't introduced anyone else, like, there, like, kind of above him in any kind of ranking or hierarchy. Like, he has, everyone's just been like, here's another part of the family and here's another part of the family, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Then, uh, without crafting the exact words, uh, Rasmus would, A, thank him for his hospitality, first of all, and for welcoming everyone in. Um, B, give him a little bit of backstory about us as a group, again, without speaking for anybody, basically just saying we were all kind of thrown here um, without any real knowledge of how or why, but we came together and then kind of give him the, the history of Count Lawgruft and the stuff and, and the and Barovia Village. Um explain Irina's, you know, uh, appearance. Let her speak for herself if she has anything in particular to say. Like I said, I don't want to talk for her. Um, and then just explain where we're going. Um, that's all I want to reveal for now. I don't want to say anything about the dreams or anything just yet. But just just kind of, without, without mentioning their names again, say the uh, sisters that we met recommended this might be a good place to stop on our way to um, Velaki. And it seems that they were right. You know, very, very um, thankful for their hospitality. He takes all of this in, you know, continuing to drink from the tankard and goes. He does chuckle toward the end of it and acknowledges that, ah, despite them being more to, they still speak of their people that way. That's, hmm. He kind of contemplates that wistfully a little bit. And he, again, just saying the phrase Mortu, he kind of looks and explains it. Again, Mortu are outcast Vistani. They are someone who are born into our group, but choose of their own volition or break firmly from us. They yeah. forego the lifestyle and the sisters kind of gives that little bit of a, a shudder. Chose to do so in pursuit of, of financial means. They, uh, they lose some of what makes them Vistani upon their departure, but I do find some amusement and intrigue that they still speak speak of us that way. Hmm. And you kind of you catch them in a moment of just a brief moment of like contemplation, thinking maybe this bit of information is making him think about a thing or two. Okay. Um, we arrived. It was fairly late in the day, if not into the evening, right? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I would then probably mention I hate to impose upon his, you know, already <clears throat> gratuitous helpfulness, but uh, I don't think it would be wise probably for us to set out further on the road again at night. We've already done so once. Um, would it be all right for us to say, is there a place that would be convenient for us to do he so? All of that. Doesn't even let you finish. He puts his hands up, laughs heartily. It's like, <laughs> no, we have means to take care of this. And he gives a bit of a kind of a dog, I say a dog whistle, kind of that double finger whistle. Yeah. It kind of gives a roundup, and you see four or five guys from the different groups scatter over, and Bryn notes, we need need of, of sleeping arrangements for our guests. He kind of counts among you, 
it, you know, he counts the two of you here. He's like, I see, I see our, our, our blue friend somewhere over here. He is still talking to Asha and six. We need six sleeping arrangements here among the camp. And you see them uh, kind of raise a tankard and off they go. While, you, while you're doing that, you may have said this already and I might have missed it. What, in general, what do these people look like? They're human? Like they're still... Yeah. Okay. These are humanoid people. You would see them, uh, many of them a bit, surprisingly so given the environment, a little bit darker complected, kind of a little okay. olive skin, kind of like they have a good tan. I would compare okay. to maybe Mediterranean for right. our... That's what I was going to go for. Our... Yeah existence or our plane mm-hmm. in terms of just, you know, you have all variety of sizes and shapes, but yes, all humanoid generally all appearing olive skinned. You know, okay. you see the standard accoutrement you would see with, with humanoids, some with beard, some with longer hair, some not nothing uh, out of sorts. Yep. You see a couple with, you know, piercings and a little bit of a, what you maybe would consider as someone who kind of grew up around the clergy, a, um, garish dress you see some kind of enrobed in in bright colors and scarves and things of that ilk yeah yeah okay makes sense do they uh do they have their own lodging like each person do they like live in one giant hut or how's it go no you kind of see tents and things scattered around amongst all these carriages and uh wagons you see that this is uh, other than the place that I mentioned when uh, Hunter asked, kind of the larger tent toward the back end of this encampment that looks a little bit more permanent in structure, most of these look like they are made to be medium-term housing if they need to be, but also could be very quickly collapsed and moved if a caravan needed to move further. Uh, then uh, Aiden, be permanent, I guess. Aiden will just hang out with Asha and you know spend the night with her, or at least he'll oh, try man. to. In a gentlemanly way, just talking to her and carrying on conversation, telling her how he's never felt like this before and how she's uh, she's the most beautiful girl he's ever seen. I would like you to roll. I would like you to roll persuasion with disadvantage. With disadvantage, I I said what I said. (laughs) Oh God. Um, Cody, while he's doing that, whatever whatever they need in terms, because I, I'm Bryn's gonna get like a hearty handshake again, and whatever they need, like if I can help him cook, if I can help him set stuff up, Rasmus is gonna volunteer until he he until everyone is settled down for the night. Like he's not taking this thing laying down. Yeah, I mean you can certainly try, but <laughs> Bryn, uh, I, I won't say doesn't take kindly to it because he's obviously welcoming and all that, but as yeah. if you're as if you burdening yourself to help out is is not fully accepting the hospitality. Like he wants you to not be wary. Okay. With him. He was like, no, no, no. We take care of I things. Mean, we are well equipped. Once, once he pushes back, I'll, you know, Rasmus at least understands that level of, of sociability. So if he gets yeah. it like, cause he's that kind of way. So if they push back, he'll say, okay, but like, it's like a laughing, like, all right, but I owe you one, you know, yeah, I'm slip a 20 in your wallet before you leave. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he chuckles and takes that. You, back you, this. You, you pick up that it's a very similar vibe of hospitality between okay. you and the cat. You guys are on the same wavelength there. Yeah, that works. Cody, can you see my rolls in roll 20 or do I need to roll? Or in, I uh, do. I, I see that you rolled an eight. Yes. Okay. Okay. Or a nine is showing now. So no, no, no. It, it's an it's an eight. I didn't know if you could see my roll, so I put it in roll 22. Okay. Yeah, I had pulled up on both of them. Okay. All cool. right. So it's an yeah, eight. Uh, What's disadvantage? You're, you're, is that a plus seven instead of a no. plus nine? Oh, if you roll twice, you take the lesser. Yep. Oh, all right. 
Unless you want to count that nine that I rolled in there, but I wouldn't because that honestly, well, it's going to be eight. I can't roll lower than an eight. Oh, yeah, I can. Watch me. I'm about to say, don't <laughs> tempt fates, buddy. Nah, it's going to be the eight. That a 15. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be the eight. Um, you schmooze and, and maybe try to, to find your way toward betting that's near to Asha, but you can tell that that's. Uh, She'll probably find a way to discreetly not be nearby. I'd like to. I'd like to argue that being of these people, she's clearly of someone of loose morals and would also be at a disadvantage to my persuasion. She says she had to wash her hair tonight. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think people like you this. Got a, you got a headache. I don't think they. I don't think she would have a good defense to my character's. Um, charisma because she is warm glowing warming glow because she is of not of my people <laughs> oh man i don't even there's so many things i could say to this uh no <laughs> no all right at that point of uh, aiden's gonna you're, reach you're, in his, you're, not a, you're not a luxury item aiden's to gonna, in this situation aiden's gonna reach in his pocket and pull out a wad of hundreds and his magnum condom falls out for his monster <laughs> dong and he's going to. Um... Tomorrow morning, we're going to find Aiden inside of a coil on the playground in his underwear. Don't and worry about how I got in here. You and he's going to be. Don't worry about it. Move fast. Just move fast. Kids are getting out of school soon. <laughs> Go to Ian. Thank you. You said that, and for whatever reason, my mind didn't go to that. It went to Frank being inside the fucking HVAC system and seeing Charlie's right (laughs) What the hell are you trying to tell me, kid? (laughs) Stop, you idiots. He's just stuck inside the HVAC of a tent. Uh, oh Christ! Uh, oh. Okay, I've I've lost all capacity for rational thought. This session's over. <laughs> Anna, what do you oh, got? Man. Uh, uh, Aiden's gonna find his way back to his uh, compatriots, and what he de- what they don't know <laughs> is that he's purposely bombing this so that way he can see their reactions to it because he's still suspicious. That's where he comes in. That's right. <laughs> well, if that is your intent so far, you were being kindly but gently let down. Yes, as was my plan, because there's probably a hotter girl. She wasn't even that hot anyway. <laughs> Negging his way to the top, the Aiden Valmont system. <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, now I got to come up with the Aiden system. Uh, okay, please anyway. do. I can't do it while DMing. Please <laughs> <laughs> ask permission. Ignore permission. No, Cody, you're doing no. it right now, Cody. That's that's no, that's the Bill Cosby system. You get <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, you join. Uh, you know, you kind of wander your way back toward the center. You see, uh. Bryn, you probably saw Bryn make the gesture for kind of places to be made. But Bryn sets himself back down. And Rasmus, for you and Irina. And Irina, uh, not, again, not without much prompting, uh, kind of gives the story. She is the daughter of the Burgomaster of Barovia. You know, her father has passed. Her brother has taken the mantle. And due to pursuit of an unwanted sort, she is uh, being, you know, walked through or being uh, protected in transit to Velaki and seeking to see more of the uh, the land now that her father has passed. And 
Aiden, as the story is being told, or Aiden, excuse me. Yeah, actually, Aiden, you probably come up during all of this. Uh, Rasmus, go ahead and you give me a perception check, if you don't mind. Perception? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what I say I had a six. Plus six. Okay. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect system, by the way. 13, what do 6 I do? is a 19. We'll get more ice water. Okay. Uh, you, um, Rasmus, pick up, and Irina made a roll similar in success. Uh, you two pick up that Bren, even without it being said, understands why, you know, what or who may be pursuing her. Okay. You kind of, you get this, this look of acknowledgement as if this is not new should be new information or surprising information to him as she shares. <clears throat> and she kind of actually, as she goes on the story, she trails off and because you know something, don't you? And he, you know, takes a drink of his tankard and says, the Vistani, we, we see many things, especially with, and he kind of sighs because he knows that uh, this is not going to maybe change the attitude greatly, but acknowledges that this is something there. We acknowledge the ruler of this land. We don't. Relationship is a strong word. We, many centuries ago, did him a kindness, and thus we have an understanding. During this conversation, he doesn't speak the name openly, though, again, it's based upon all three of you that are directly in this conversation. It's an unspoken acknowledgement of you all know who's being talked about. Okay. We we interfere not with him as he does not interfere with us. We are safe from anything that he does. We are not pursued by him. We don't aggressively pursue anything in response. So, <clears throat> uh, Rasmus would put this much kinder than I'm going to because I don't know how else to phrase it. Basically, he wants to know what do they do? Like, we found them, and, and this is how I'm saying it to you, not how you yeah. say it. Basically, we found them partying in the woods. It's not really clear what they do to keep up, like, any kind of lifestyle. Are they are they just sort of, like, nomads? <laughs> oh, they did him a kindness, and he he kind of ignores them. What, what do they do beyond that? You mentioned nomads, and he acknowledges that's, we are travelers among this land. We help to to pass items through we are we are travelers we pursue what needs to be found in this land we take it from whence it comes or from where it goes we stay among ourselves in many cases we have our and he kind of gestures to Sarah Poole we have this in another relatively stable home base and from there we do as we can in this area we we do our best to ensure our people and as the need arises other people are sustained as much as we can so again out of character here cody remind me we're taking her to Valaki just to get her farther away from strad is the idea correct what i guess 
at some point in time, Rasmus would make some some kind of indication to her on the side. Any time that we're like out of Bryn's earshot, because I wouldn't just throw this out there without talking to her. Why not see if they could get her out of Barovia altogether? And she looks and she's just... Uh, <clears throat> the thought of that kind of breaks her brain for a second. She looks like the idea that there's a world outside of Barovia, basically? Yeah, she, yeah, she looks at you she's like, Barovia is all I know. Barovia is where my brother is, where, where I've been. Where someone wants you dead. Or worse. Would be his response to that, or worse, yeah. But where else is there? Uh, in turn, I mean, I, I imagine Rasmus would just point at his companions, what he knows of where they're from, and I don't know off the top of my head, but, like, mm. name those locations and then end with himself. I mean, like, Sundabar. There are a great many places. There are points of light <laughs> all over this this realm. This is but one. Frankly, we don't even know where this is. We were called here. And I, you... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to casually ask Erasmus since I am here hearing this conversation after all do we, here now. do we really want to put her in the hands of the people who acknowledge Count Strahd and uh, did him a solid well, if they're willing to do him a favor maybe they're willing to do us one too we haven't found much other hospitality here until now hospitality of people who are friends of the enemy <clears throat> You know, awful jovial about it too. There has to be a reason that these people are allowed to party in the middle of the woods at night and not feel at danger. Doesn't all of this just seem a little too odd for you? As you say that specifically, Bryn makes his way in, kind of into the, the small group conversation and says, I, I understand it seems as though you have questions. And while I've done a lot of speaking tonight, I'm not likely the one to answer them the most clearly. I also have a feeling you were led here for a reason. And I don't think I'm it. He kind of gestures to the larger tent behind you and says, <laughs> Madam Ava will see you now, if you so wish. Okay, well, without having... Uh, an answer, really, for, for Aiden or for the rest of them. I imagine Rasmus would look at everyone else in turn and just kind of nod and head that direction. I would ask before we, before we do is, who is Madam Ava exactly? <laughs> Madam Ava is the oldest and the wisest of the Vistani. She has been here as long as any Vistani knows. And she, she has eyes to see. She is connected to the... Th and he, he, again, trying to maybe pull the everything together. We Vistani are not a religious people in the traditional sense. And he kind of looks at your kit, Rasmus, and gestures to the Ilmater symbol. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't have a faith in that. We don't worship a god, but we believe in the threads of fates. All actions have reactions, and fates wind its strings around everyone. And Madam Ava seems the most capable or the most attuned to seeing those threats. I imagine he'd be gesturing to that stuff as I'm walking. Because as soon as he makes mention of that, I mean, Rasmus has been mulling over this dream since it happened. So 
he kind of assumes someone will see you. This is who he's been on the lookout for. So he's already walking that way. If, if this is a conversation that, that uh, Aiden is having with Bryn, again, he'd be pointing at the Elmater sign, like on the back of his tunic yeah. that's over his armor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or his shield, his shield strapped on his back. Right, so. that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking, your shield. <clears throat> there you go. Irina's welcome to do as she wishes. I mean, he, he's not going to tell her not to come, but he's also not going to drag her along. She doesn't immediately go. She probably hangs back near Aiden to hear what's okay. going on. But Aiden, you get the feeling that as Bryn kind of explains the threads of fate, she too is intrigued and starts kind of looking back to this place of Madame Ava's now that the name's been mentioned. Uh, I'm going to, at just the talking of the threads of fate, I'm going to roll my eyes. He can't see me. This is after they're already walking. Roll my eyes and walk with them. And um, definitely be on alert because none of this... None of this adds up for, for Aiden. He's a very untrusting soul. Okay. How about the other three of you? We haven't heard from you in a little bit. I Obviously, Bjorn and Red, you've been hanging back. Zephra, you've been doing as you wish. I don't know if you've been spinning a yarn uh, just to kind of pull to the side a little bit or rewind a little bit. If there was any hint that you were a storyteller, the group, whomever, would probably ask you to tell a tale of your travels. Because they enjoy those as much as they enjoy sharing them. I would have found my way over to whoever was telling stories first. <laughs> they had wrapped up before our other stuff was going on. I would have told a small story, but not particularly our immediate story. Something from further in my past. Sure. But I will definitely be joining the group heading towards uh, our mysterious tent. Okay. Yes. I'm looking at getting away from this, like, I'm assuming the group is still trying to, like, get my attention or, like, picking and prodding at me, or have I finally, have they gotten A little bit. The, the crowd has thinned. There's only, like, two or three. You know, Are you they still all situ- circled around Red? <laughs> yeah, Red, you haven't deterred them enough. There's probably still five or six around you. As it's gone on, like, this is about probably a half hour, an hour. Some of them have just given up. Like, they think better of it. Uh, Bjorn, you're you're basically in the situation of your con standing in the middle of the group from the King of the Hill. Like, Bill yeah. and Boomhauer are still trying to get your attention, and you're like, God, anywhere but here. Yeah, if there's any of them that's still, if, like, lingering <laughs> one that's looking at me, I kind of, like, hiss at them, just turn around and start heading back towards whatever room Her. that we have. Like a feral cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, didn't you know? That's he's a cat, man. Cat man. The Bjorn system. Yeah, he walks out the front door just to have a smoke or something. <laughs> All right, Red. I'll I'll let you speak for yourself. How do you handle being again kindly accosted for a little bit by five or six? But you do <laughs> kind of keep an eye on the party, and you start seeing some movement going toward this large center tent. Uh. I, I try to come up with some kind of distraction. I'm gonna look for something opposite side of the to see if I can get their attention focused on that to slip away. I mean, it doesn't take much. Again, these these are uh, uh, people. Uh, I say uh, riotous people, but these are very easily excited folks. They're just happy to be happy. So yeah, if you kind of point out towards something going on, they'll make their way, and you can make your way. Like they go join in the nearest dance circle or what have you. Aiden and Bjorn systems well intact tonight. I like it. Uh, Rasmus, as you are the first one kind of walking toward the tent, before you can even, you know, you approach these curtains that are closed, 
you hear from the inside, Rasmus Thomason, <clears throat> servants of Ilmater, please be my guest. Come in. I'd imagine even as curious as he is, he would stop like at the mention of that and then part the. I don't know why I'm picturing beaded curtains. I know they're not, <laughs> but that's in my head. That's right. He's in Gypsy Land. Are. That's right. <laughs> Well, either that or like a dorm room in '98, whatever yeah, works for say, you. <laughs> water bong, one of the uh, blue and yellow lava lamp in the background. All together, yeah, it's totally. Inflatable furniture. Oh, I would kill for a blue and yellow lava lamp. I had a silver and green one that was very cool. That was mine. I had blue liquid and yellow oil. I miss it so much. Oh, man, God, yeah, mine was. Yellow. It was the liquid was clear, but the it was green on the inside. I wanted the very like alien vibes, and then it yeah. was black and silver on the the metallic yeah, yeah. part. Nice. Um, uh, that's that's funny as hell. You have, yeah, you walk in, you see the uh, Bob Marley poster over on the <laughs> with side. the black light glowing yeah. on it. It's like when well, the, yeah, the you beads, they all uh, they all have to be in the, like a, a chronic leaf, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I went from the the Vistani camp to the back three aisles of a Spencer Gifts in the last yeah. three seconds. Yeah, <laughs> bitches ain't shit playing in the background. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I imagine at the mention of his name, like I said, he would pause, stop, um, the, the like amulet he has that has his, that has the Almater's like symbol. He would take it, grasp it for a minute and then like deep breath and then walk through. Okay. And you do so, uh, Aiden, how many paces are you behind? Do you think? Um, probably uh, three or four, not too bad. Okay. Yeah, before same situation, and you probably would have heard Rasmus kind of his pause before you even darken the, the curtains to come in. Aiden Valmont, please enter in. He's gonna look he's gonna look around a little bit, and even though he doesn't say it out loud because he's trying to maintain his cool in his head, he goes, How the fuck she know my name? <laughs> <laughs> and then he will also enter cautiously. What the shit is this? Yeah, yeah. Irina follows behind, and I'm going to speed this a little bit. The same happens as each of you approach the tent. Your name is called Irina Kolyanovich, Zephyra, the traveler, the storyteller, Bjorn, the hunter, Alfred, and he, she actually calls you out by your name, your full name. Not, not, hey, no, not, not my government name. Come on now. Aiden, name. not my slave name. Come on, man. Aiden also secretly wonders why everyone else got a cool subtitle and he only got his name. Because he has a full name. name. I did too, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, he's in his head. He's thinking like Aiden Valmont, the monster slayer. Aiden Valmont, the monster killer. <laughs> Aiden Valmont, badass motherfucker, reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, all six of you are are beckoned in, and despite our jokes, this is not the back three aisles of the Spencers, <laughs> but it is. You see, kind of wisps of smoke coming from, uh, you know, different candles that are kind of scattered throughout the room, incense, as it were. You see a large round wooden table, uh, despite looking like it, it's aged, it's it's well worn. It still has the veneer that it does, and on top it has a large a, a large. Um, ornate cloth covering it and sitting at the whatever the center of a circle is on the back side you see someone who who looks about 
the descriptions that you were given probably describes uh, what you saw in your dreams. You have someone who is in kind of this purplish robe with the hood up, and as you all enter, she lifts it back, and this is a an older woman. You would think this is someone, oh boy, probably from your perception toward the end of life. She looks very aged, you know, very heavily wrinkled. There's still light in her eyes. She's still very adept and moves very well for what you would expect to be a very elderly person. But you can tell that she has has been here for quite some time. And she beckons all of you to come and join at the six seats that are already set at the table. I'm going to sit at the head of the table. uh... <clears throat> I mean, it's a round well, table, so... I was going to say, sure. what kind of table is it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's round. So you're right across from her, I'm guessing, is what you're going for. Yes. Like, the direct across. So I can watch Yeah, I imagine I, I imagine I would take a seat close by, like, either to her right or left, whichever one. Okay. Actually, for my own amusement, I am going to write this out, because I just find this funny that the other head of the table, uh, Aiden wants to be acknowledged... <laughs> he does. He didn't get a sub. He didn't get a cool title. Knowledge me. I came up with a red system too, by the way, in case you missed it. <laughs> I did. No, I saw. I seen it. <laughs> it's a really tall elf, dude. <laughs> oh man, Zephyr's got a lot of letters. I got to work with. Give me a little. That's because yeah. <laughs> I got the Z to start you got off. Yeah, the Z just, and a Y. Just as long as the first one is just <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks. There's Where not a y? a y. No, Z E P H E R A. What's E R A? Why do I have it as Y R A? Ah. She might not know how to spell her own name. I mean, that's a possibility. I am an oral storyteller, not one that writes it down all the time. I thought it was. Is it written? No, I guess it's not written in the... I definitely got that somewhere. There's a distinct possibility I just made it up, too. So It's okay. I mean, the good news is the entire game's made up, so we can throw a Y in it if you want to have fun. Yeah, it's, it's ERA in the, in, play, in the plays chat, too. Huh. All right, yeah, I definitely just made that up then. Noted. Well, that's going to make it easier. <laughs> Check it. That's that Z. That first hurdle's all there. Shannon, I don't think anybody expected him to say that. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> oh Jiminy so the, the six of you I, I guess you are welcome to sit down and Rasmus, Aiden and Ileana or I keep saying Ileana because I'm thinking of fucking you're thinking of magic Irina. yeah I'm, about to say I'm thinking of X-Men I'm thinking of magic yeah. no Irina which is weird because I have a co-worker named Irina I thought it would make it easier to remember apparently not uh, yeah Irina <laughs> sits down and Rasmus for, for perspective she sits, if you're sitting like directly to the left or whatever direction you are, she sits opposite that next to Madame Eva. Okay. Sounds good. So we're like flanking <laughs> her, basically. Yes. Yeah, and then kind of you guys can fill the periphery as you so wish. I've, uh, I've got I'll the go three... sit by Irina since we've been being tagged together off and on. Okay. Alright, so as uh, you all sit down this warm elderly woman or at least appearances of warm says thank you thank you for finding your way here i've had a perception i've had a feeling that you would find your way at some point and she looks at all of you again just taking it all in for a moment it took you 
and she kind of the a smirk comes on her face after the kind of the, the first warm welcoming goes. Ah, it took you all long enough. I expected. I've been expecting you. I thought you'd be here sooner, but alas, here we are. Are you ready to learn your fate? I'm sorry we didn't get Perhaps. here earlier, too. It doesn't look like you're going to get through all of our fates. He chuckles at that comment and says, Ah, ah, young man, I've been here for many moons, and I'll be here for many more. Let not my appearance deceive you. At 300 years old, look, it's, never mind. There's yeah, 900. 900, yeah. It's 900 <laughs> Look this good, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he go boy? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Y'all can understand him. I've told him things. <laughs> private things. Wish I hadn't said, told y'all my name. Where's the school? <laughs> uh, I, R- Rasmus would just nod. Like, he, he's very... Th- this is a weird bit of territory for him because he's very much... Uh, in belief of the gods in general, and his in particular, and in, in the, the belief that he does, you know, the things he does for him. Um, but someone who's capable of, because the more that we've done this, the more that I think Rasmus would be recalling, like, yes, this is where that dream came from. It's that made real. He's never had that happen. So this is kind of a, he's a little bit mesmerized by this, and is just sort of, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm here. Tell me, tell me what you got. He's even willing to believe without saying it aloud that this, she might be a servant of, of Ilmater, not knowing it, of course, but if she's willing to, to, or capable of, of seeing his, you know, future, that might be part of Ilmater's plan for him. So Ilmater works in mysterious ways. That's right. He does. Okay. So you, you seem very willing and she seems very pleased that you are, but she, uh, Aiden, you specifically, you catch her eye as she looks at you and she says, but I, I feel there are questions that I must answer before the fates are read. Tell me, what is it that you wish to inquire about? To me specifically? Yeah. Uh, I guess the first question I would have is what favor did they do Count Strahd? He looks and she says before Strahd was the entity that it seems you have encountered or at least no knowledge of before this he was a prince of this land he encountered a near-death experience falling off of his horse traveling among the lands of barovia our people were traveling by caravan as we do across this land and saw him lying in a near-death state and we provided him shelter and an ability to recover and when he was recovered, he returned to his home, but with an acknowledgement that, at least of that time, and it seems still carrying over now in his current state, that because we showed him a kindness, we are left to be free to travel, free to roam, as we so need, as we so choose. Is, uh, is she with him? Am I with Strahd? No. He just kind of, uh, he's kind of like nods and shirks away and, uh, looks away. 
Pray tell, Aiden Valmont. You can find answers. I will do my best to answer them. But believe that we have no league with what Strahd has become over this land. We are a neutral party. We are not disturbed. We are not engaged with by his entities. And thus, we do not engage in kind. How did Strahd become what he is? I've heard stories, but they're just stories, I think. And she looks at you and kind of looks at the party and says, a story is all I can give you as well. This land has been overcast and overrun by Strahd for many moons. Uh, Strahd let hate consume his heart, destroyed all that he could, and when left without what he desired, traded what was of him for permanence. And so here he has remained. So here Barovia has remained. Anybody else have any questions? He says as he looks around. Keeping yes, things, several. Keeping things to himself. So Bjorn's character has a kind of a history here from his, uh, like where he is from. And he is curious. So he has curiosity. He's not as uh, pessimistic on her abilities as the others may be. Um, so with that, he's asking if there's any creatures or like if, if she's aware of uh, his history and what happened to his uh, his people. She looks at you and says, I believe I do, though I allow and she gestures toward the Taroka deck to her right. I allow the cards to help me to see the threads of fate as and the opening acknowledges this crew, this collection of people from outside Barovia, the threads of fate become a bit more impeded, mm. if you will. I guess, and he's come here for a reason. He's curious, like, if she can tell him if there is anything in this new world, in Barovia, that um, relates to what happened to his family. Is there a connection there with what, what killed everybody in his village? And she, she looks a little... Not saddened, but a little um, <clears throat> disappointed that she can't give you a straight answer. She says, "She says, I, I wish that the threads of fate to show me this. I, I, I knew this was all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I wish that I wish the cards will. I believe I have an idea, but the cards will tell. And let's see the cards. Let's can we." Deal them. Do a card thing. <clears throat> Deal them out yeah. like poker. We play them that's, three that's three right. finger stud. Fifty two jokers or uh, jokers are wild. Jacks or deuces. She 50, starts throwing out all the card pickups. That's what it is. AC deuce. You know all this talk of cards. Bingo, bango, bongo. It reminds me of the special edition poster that I created today for Cape Championship Wrestling, featuring the new champion Austin Lane and his wife Nikki. Uh, that poster will be available at the show on. February 25th for collector's items. So you have that, and I just have friends on the other side and Dr. Facilier in my head. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's a weird plug, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, she kind of gestures against the group. Any further inquiries before we see as the cards reveal themselves? No, Rasmus yeah, is fully I, invested. Like this is very much a, a again, <laughs> he needs 
he's aware of other religions and knows that other people follow other things, but like he's very curious about them because he never sees them. Sundabar is a, a very specific one god kind of place. So this is all very fascinating. Aiden would blurt out, Yeah, I was there on January sixth and then stare into his glass. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I withdraw it. Go ahead. Uh Red would be uh <clears throat> curious to ask if regardless of what the answer is, knowing that he's gonna continue on but I'm curious to know if if this mission is what leads him to answers to his family. And she likewise looks at you and gives the same answer as she does to Bjorn. I believe I have the threads connecting, but we shall allow the the cards to tell us. I think it's deeper dealing cards sooner better. I mean, y'all keep out of character. Y'all keep talking. <laughs> Yo, they out here saying, "Deal them." <laughs> this, this is like the crab bit. Well, okay, come on with them then. <laughs> I'm waiting. It's almost ready. All right, so she will okay, I, we'll just bring them out. I don't have uh, I don't have an elaborate uh, map for this. Hopefully, you all see a gray square or some yep four sided object. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of. I, I let's see if this works because I have digital cards and I'm curious Ooh. if this is going to. Well, they're not going to. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to do some rolling here and that she'll. Uh, let's see what the cards decide. Nice. That is, that is Wait, your is first card. Random. I mean, there are 52 cards in the deck, homeboy. I got to pull them right. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple tables I'm referencing here, so please bear with me as as the dice do some fun stuff here. And of course, I have to also I'm make barren. sure that, uh, you're there. You believe it? I'm barren. I'm barren. Oh, I'm barren yeah. with you. Oh, God. sorry. I'm looking at the the Thank gray. You. you call it a square, and it looks like a rectangle. And all I can think of is you can tell by its rectangularness. <laughs> I get that God reference. God damn it. <laughs> Need you to take him to Cheese Industries. You don't even know where that is. Oh my God. That's why we hired you. God damn it, I helped you. It's already done. Hold on. I gotta do this. <laughs> cluck, 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 cluck. <sighs> I did it. It's already done. It's done. What'd you do, Cody? I helped you. I hate this so much. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so it's going to be in your head now forever. Yeah, it is that. No, that's exactly where it is. And also it doesn't help that. So the cards are numbered one through 10 with like two different suits. And so sorting through 52 cards with whatever my table shows me is, uh, <laughs> is not great. So this is, uh, this is the part that we don't typically broadcast in a recording, but I know it's going to stay there anyway because we don't edit a goddamn thing. We like to pull the curtain. Shani, you got, you got any, uh, Shani, you got any giveaways or like any, any games you want to throw oh, out God there? damn it. Oh, uh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got a couple. Oh, do you? No, don't give, give Just give them to me. I got, I got to stick that coming in tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I want them. I said, yes, me. I am here now. <laughs> While, yes, several. While Cody's getting that together, I guess we could take this. Or Cody, do you have it together? You need a second. Uh, no, you go ahead and uh, you, you give say, your first one there. Yeah. Regale the people. Oh well, no, no. I was gonna say whatever. Ask what everybody's thoughts are on the uh, DCU uh, movies that were announced today. 
I am, am unaware my of biggest them. surprise. Okay, I'll try to get the list so you can check it out. My biggest surprise coming out of all of this is that Wonder Woman is nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Given that that was such a big property from the, the first one anyway, and then her appearances and other stuff. I know 1984 didn't go that well. I seen was it 84? I don't 84. even remember. Yeah, it was 84. Ah, it's not very good. Um, Which is a shame. Kristen Wiig is there. I was so crowd. excited about that. Kristen yeah, Wiggis, it just wasn't know. a very good flick. Um, um, I, I'm surprised. Here's that the link. Batman, I'll the, put it in the in the text only. The Batman film isn't a, an origin story. It's it's uh it's Batman and Damian it Wayne. Spider Man has proven time and time That's again true. Yeah. Yeah. that we like don't need an origin story every pissiest. time. Yeah, Damian uh, Wayne. Well, so it's the Brave of the Bold. Right. Uh, all right. You it. just lost me completely. I'm out. Well, hold on, Tanner. Okay. You guess who they got to play Damian Wayne? You guessed it. Frank, Frank Sloan. Sloan. Yeah. <laughs> so you back nothing, in? Nothing. No, nothing you could tell me. No, no one. There's no one you could tell me is playing Damian Wayne that would get me interested. What if I told you Brian Cranston is playing Bruce Wayne and, Michael, playing Damian Wayne and Michael B. Jordan is playing Damian? Ah, no, I'm good. What if, okay, I'll sweeten the pot. The Joker's in the movie too, and the Joker's played by Chris Kattan. <laughs> but, well, Jesus H. Tabdance in Christ. You back in? I, uh, <laughs> I think it's really worth noting. I, I I love the fact that there's a fucking Booster Gold TV show. Like, yeah. That's going to be. And watch it be the best be one. Yeah, watch it be the best yeah, one I, out of all of them. It's James Gunn. If he has like a super involvement in it, like if he's not just laying It'll this thing out, but he's also maybe directing it, that yeah. thing's going to be fucking incredible, man. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm looking forward um, to. I'm going to most, be honestly. honest. I love I the don't give a idea. shit about any of them. Oh, easy there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I said there was no Wonder Woman. I did forget that show Paradise Lost. That is the, the Themyscira this. Uh, show. Yeah. So theoretically, she's going to probably get involved there. I, I can't imagine why they would have that show otherwise. I, I am really, I and we'll get back to Cody here in a second. I just want to point out you're that, good. like, you're good. I am going to give James Gunn a chance. I have I have really lost interest in superhero movies in the past couple of years. Um, I want to give it a did you? I like you the Batman. Them, but I'm not excited you never watched for the any Peacemaker of them. Series, did you? Not yet. On HBO? Not yet. I think you would really like it. It it, it well, is well, it skews enough toward Punisher, but is also kind of goofy in well, a good that's, way. That's what I was going to say. Is like I want to see how James Gunn does with the with <clears> these films because if everything just has the Suicide Squad, uh, Peacemaker, Guardians of the Galaxy quirkiness to it, like that's part of why I lost interest in Marvel's films because they just felt so similar. I like. I want something different, and maybe I'm wrong. It'll be fantastic. Up, well, importantly, I think too, that's why I ended up falling in love with uh, Umbrella Academy and the Boys is because it was just something uh, different from the MCU like, shit that I got tired of fucking watching. I like the Boys, but Umbrella Academy sucks. Fight me. I've tried. I can't. I love that one. It. It's I've so not fucking it. boring. That's, and that's I can't one of James' favorites. I don't tell her I said that then because I can't do it. I tried and I couldn't. I've um, I've not watched it and I've not watched the boys, but I've seen enough clips to know that it's a show about superheroes. <laughs> I, as best I could tell, again, Gunn is not is on this. He's just kind of <laughs> he's just kind of in charge of the the overall like making sure it makes sense. And I'm sure he'll step in and direct like episodes of some shows. I doubt he directs all the all the movies. Well, which is why I said uh, I'll give it a chance. I want to see it because I want the DC universe to succeed. I love the DC characters. I I liked the I liked the universe that they had. I did. I know it wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. Um I'm curious to see where they go from here because I don't want I just so, I don't want the DC characters to just die off, you know. 
for what it's worth, right. here's the way they said that is going to be handled. The sequel to the Batman, Teen Titans Go, and the next Joker movie are going to be Elseworlds. They're actually going to give the Elseworlds banner to the to the movies and TV shows just like they do in the comics. So these are offshoot stories of those characters that aren't like canon. Um, the next Shazam movie, the Blue Beetle movie, the, the Aquaman sequel, and then the Flash are going to lead into the new like DC universe that they're laying out here. The Flash is almost definitely going to be Flashpoint because Gunn yeah, said it, literally, quote, it resets the DC universe. That was confirmed so, years ago. Yeah. Well, Thomas I mean, Wayne okay, but that movie's also been canceled, rebrought back, uh, well, Hunter, changed a million times. Hunter, over. you know, D- Warner Brothers is going to stand with Ezra Miller, but not Jay Briscoe. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. So, Cody, you got those cards so, yeah. ready? What the fuck was the last part you just said? We we had a whole discussion on PW <laughs> about how yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery would not allow Jay Briscoe on television, but they've stood by Ezra Miller and how that was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Cody, you got those cards ready? Okay. Yeah. Let's I do think it. So. Let's do it. <laughs> sure. Let, let's do it. Oh, boy. Okay, cool. I thought it was work. I was going to freak out for a second after all this fucking time. I was going to get real mad. Okay. So she gestures to the table and she points out, and I'll kind of give for you all here, a tome of what you seek. A holy symbol. Uh, Cody, for what's worth, I'm still seeing seeing gray. Yeah. Oh, you guys aren't seeing my purple or my orange circle thing? We're seeing yeah, the circle. I'm, I'm, seeing seeing I'm seeing circles pop up, but it's just on us. On no, it's okay. Reading. She's pointing out the locations kind of to oh, okay. give you what okay. this reading is going to. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the tome, a tome of knowledge for what you seek. A holy symbol. A sword to bring about the sun. A visitor, a friend. Where you shall face your fate. So it lays out kind of in a diamond and then a center location. Okay. <clears throat> so the first card she pulls out, she gives it a flip, and you see. Go. Now, this is the other part I want to see, kind of how you guys see it as I size them up. I'm real. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah, it's, that's much more seeable. Are you guys able to see the? Not that the text terribly matters, but you're able to see kind of the images it shows. Yeah, the necromancer. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom in on that. I just can't okay. read it. Yeah, I'm gonna let me see if I can get the height. Yeah, the eight, the eight of stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tinker with my measurements of this table real quick. But yes, and what, you, I'm sorry. What does she describe as that location? A tome. That is, a tome. A tome of knowledge that you'll seek. Okay. I'm going to be real annoying for a couple minutes here. I'm sorry. I'm going to do No, no, you're good. And she looks at that and kind of gives a little bit of a wince. It says, those who wish to draw life from the living to bring back or maintain what was dead. She looks at, she looks and she moves forward to the next card which is the symbol that you seek okay let me find where this is at oh man they uh, my my apologies the search mechanism in roll 20 is not great either 
in terms of images that you just dump in all at sorry. once. I'm, I'm trying to just type all this out anyway, so yeah. it's taking me a second. And here we go. Place as is. Two of Swords, the Paladin. Mm. She's intriguing. The holy symbol resides with a once great collection of warriors, of knights. Okay. Yep. The next one, yep. the weapon of which you seek. A sword to bring the sun. And she acknowledges kind of as she said that because it is uh, going to be something worthwhile. This one is the sword that brings the sun? Is that what she mm -hmm. said? The sun, or the sword to bring about the sun. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Of course, I have too many tabs, and I had the one I lost it, because this is annoying to run. Oh, sorry, did I say that loud? Oops. No. I said, part quiet. <laughs> I, said, I said the quiet oh, part loud. That's real unfortunate. Uh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, go away. Menu. Dang it, this is weird. Uh, please, please enjoy the podcast that I'm presenting to you. It is fantastic. <laughs> oh, we've done worse than this. I've done worse. Oh, than this. oh, don't, don't you, don't you put that out there, buddy. Oh, I have. You ever hear that episode where I interviewed Zach Kurgis? <laughs> it, was, yeah, there, baby bird. it went, it went so badly. I literally got up in the middle of the show and walked out and Ethan finished <laughs> it. God, I forget that. That is a true but thing that, that happened. That is the Eight of Glyphs, the Bishop. Okay. He has a puppy. <coughs> a temple. And she looks and says, a safe, a safe la home for such, such a tool to bring about the sun. Okay. A temple, a holy place. She looks... Toward the bottom, and she acknowledges. And for a moment, you see the mists. It's just the card. And for a moment, you all, if you were kind of looking at her, see her confused? You can tell, and she openly says, the threads of fate, they do intrigue me with this someone who is able to roam in and out someone who is able to travel among the realms as we are and she looks at Aiden specifically Aiden you seek someone that can travel among the realms yes perchance <laughs> she nods in acknowledgement that's all she says about that what was the description of this section again 
This is the important or a friend, a guide, a help meet in time of trouble. Okay. <clears throat> and it's still just the mists, okay. <clears throat> yeah, it is just the mists. Okay. And the last place, the place where you shall meet your fates, or meet the fate. <laughs> Tanner, do you lean into your microphone whenever you sniffle? Yes. Because every time I see you sniffle, I swear you do this. <laughs> so the last one Dig in it. the center is the Eight of Swords. The dictator. Okay. And she looks and acknowledges where this all began. Where this cursed fate began. That is where you shall meet it once more. And she looks at you, she says specifically for that one. If the fates are to be believed, you shall meet Strahd where he stands where he resides where he rules it's all I this is the first time Aiden's gonna speak since this all started and where is that and it's very much like all, almost under his breath like he doesn't even realize he says it wait I did I think he meant Sorry. Rasmus okay. yeah, I, was, I was reading Aiden as I said <laughs> gotcha. it gotcha okay I do what I want. No, <laughs> you do what I want. You look at me when you're talking to me, dog. Shut she, up, dog. <laughs> she looks and she says, "His castle, his Ravenloft." Oh, Aiden's gonna say that's all I needed to hear and stand up. As you stand up, she kindly gestures down for you to sit. He slowly inches back down. She's like, now for the bad part. <laughs> well, no, I didn't pay the bill yet. Yeah. No, she, she, uh, she says, this is the fates as it resides for you all. But there may be yet things for each of you to know for yourself. as I capture that information. And she will take up the five cards. And she will. She's going to look at uh, Bjorn first. Bjorn in time. She said, you, you inquire of things where if it is known of what your purpose is. And she lays out for you specifically this card. And she looks at it, looks at you. She says, I fear this may be prescient for more than one of you here. The threads of fate seem awfully clear. Bjorn raises his eyebrow at this. Bjorn's going to have to lay down and consider this. <laughs> hold on, this is a lot. It's, hold, hold on, hold on. Bjorn's hold breaking on, down. Hold, 
<laughs> Hold on, he's breaking down. Too much. <laughs> she looks and says, it appears as though you you have encountered something of this and you've given much consideration to your loss. And she brings out another card. And she lays it out. This one is the Ace of Stars. Mm. The Most transmuter. Man in the world. No, she looks and says, the transmuter. You have changed yourself. You wish to continue changing yourself to find that which you seek. It is true, though. As you, I, before we continue, I, ha, I, I, I feel it oppressed upon me to say that this dude looks like he should be drinking a Dos Equis. Okay, out of yes. character, that's true, actually. That is... Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah. agree. <laughs> uh, these are, I feel I, like a tiny little giraffe is going to walk across his table. I, I should acknowledge these are the... Uh, this is the Taroka deck from 3rd edition. Which is, again, uh, to, to pause the game for a moment, your boy didn't think about the fact that he likes the third edition cards, but that most of his stuff and notes for the Taroka deck and like where it all can be located was a fifth edition chart. So, <laughs> I are good at the math. Hey, Through the internet we go. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, she sees these things, but she looks at you, I'm gonna... Bjorn, and she specifically notes, while... The beast may be what you seek, and vengeance therein. I caution you to be wary to not become it yourself. And he looks at this, and this is also for for our listeners out there. He asks, "Is that par chance a wolf on that card? Par chance? Par, par chance? Yeah, specifically par chance." She says, "It does. It appears to be. I believe it to be. I've read this card as though it is." Well, Yorin actually like forgets that Aiden did the same thing a moment ago, and he gets up, and he's also kind of like, "All right, I'm through." Aiden is going to uh, put his hand up and slowly <laughs> suggest he's on my shoulder. Yeah. He's like, "Hold on, he's going to do the same thing she did." Now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you still owe money too. Yorin, <laughs> come on back now. Come on, come back on, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Red, Red was going to be next. Red was going to be next, but we'll. Uh... Where'd he go? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. okay. Yeah. Your your mic was muted and your camera was off. I was like, I don't know where he's gone. Yeah. No, I'm still still here. So. Yeah. Okay. So for you specifically, she is going to lay out. The broken one. She says, the fates believe this to be less of what you seek, but more of what you feel after your life. Okay. Something something has left you in a state where you have ended up here to seek. And she looks out of it, Bjorn and at Aiden, and she says, it, the fates... The fates seem to have pulled an awful lot of people into this realm seeking vengeance, a comeuppance, a restoration. Glance. 
So she, even in this moment, as someone who to this point you all have seen be pretty confident in, you know, my role playing notwithstanding, confident in the fates, a little bit taken aback kind of is what the cards show. Okay. I'm, I am visibly shook. Uh, curious to see if she continues. She, she looks at you and looks at the cards and she says at this time, this is all the fates will divine. This is all the threads tell me. Fucking fates. Hmm. It, it is not the end of the story. The fates what tell I, what they deem. What if I hold a gold coin out in front of Red's face between him and her and I'm, I'm just kind of waving it right there. Any, any more story for him? <laughs> she looks at you. She says, I care not for your coin. All this right, fine. A, this feels familiar. <laughs> uh, Zephra, she looks at you next. And she pulls through. She pulls out the spirit. And she looks at it and she says, clearly, with an acknowledging kind of smile, your origins are not the same as others in this gathering. My origins aren't the same as many. And she, she smiles. She's like, yes, the, that is very true. But let that not clearly dismay you from what you have you know, sought out to do. You feel the need to make peace with that. But she looks through the deck one more time. And unlike Red, she seems to find another one. And she pulls it out. And this was the Four of Coins, the Merchant. She looks again curiously and says, this, this seems shrouded. The fates don't tell me of what this means. She says, I know you, I know of your travelings and your trade of tale for coin and your trade of tale for others. And she's a little bit skeptical of this card. Like she, more, more than anything so far, she doesn't know what the fates are even trying to tell her at this. I'll look at it quizzically myself because I understand her her trade, but it's nothing that I... This is the first time sitting down having someone read cards for me, so to speak. Yeah. So she draws those back. Rasmus, she comes to you next. Okay. And she... You know, shuffles up the cards. And she draws through. And she pulls one uh, you have seen before. And she's amused by it. She says, the bishop. Uh, the, the, the fates wish to play slightly. They understand your origin. 
I understand that you serve someone who is powerful, but perhaps not to this point here. This is a place where many of the deities, many of the gods, do not dabble. But she pulls another card, and this uh, very much amuses her. She pulls the two of glyphs, which is the missionary. She says, and yet, maybe he whom you serve might find influence in this place yet. Continue to bear his his glyph. Continue to bear his image as you go. I believe as though he is still nearby for you. Even in this place. Okay. I Yeah, I imagine Rasmus is, is kind of back to not speaking. He's just sort of nodding solemnly, like he's very clearly absorbing all of this. Um with a, with an air of real seriousness. I mean, he's he's fully invested. Yep. And she looks at you, Aiden. First card she draws. Not if I can grab it from the proper place. <laughs> the Ace of Swords, the Avenger. And she looks and says, much like many of these others here, you you find yourself to be a haunter, a destroyer, someone sent to achieve the means of liberation, of revenge, of overturning what has been done. And she kind of looks at you for a little bit. Again, trying maybe to read you as much as you're... I don't know, how... how You're the last one at this table other than Irina. How have you been kind of taking to all of this? The best way I could describe it is it, someone that's really good at poker. He's got a poker face. He's staring at her. He's... He's not oblivious to these arts, but he's not entirely convinced of them, nor of fate itself. So he's politely listening, but you can tell that he's, like I said, he's kind of stone cold. He's got, he's just got a a very blank slate look as he watches her. Which probably doesn't make it easy on you. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. No, that I wanted your characters or how you perceive them to be handling this because this is a peculiar situation. The other card that she pulls out is the Four of Swords, the Mercenary. The fates seem to confirm what I've believed and perceived, that you feel yourself to be this among a band of those who, desiring to do so or otherwise, have found yourself in a place as liberators. Slayer. He says as he just stares at the cards. As you wish to call yourself, or any of your compatriots. And she looks finally and she says, um, Irina Kolyanovich, you. Hmm. And she 
kind of wistful throw something out there. She knows, she seems troubled a little bit by the fates. And she is the, the conjurer, the nine of stars. And she says, I pray that I don't need to explain to you what this means. I think all here know of its origins. Know of its meaning. She throws out a second and maybe less amused at this juncture because it is the Dark Master itself. And she says, as though the fates couldn't be any more telling or direct, we, we know of, of this. And finally, she pulls through. The Innocent. You are wanted, but you, at least at this time to the fates, have protection to keep you as you are. May the fates continue to see you that way as you travel and find safety, as it seems. I deleted the cards out of order, but she leaves this one left in the center in front of Irina. It seems the pursuit will be dogged. And she looks at all six of you and says, Thus are the fates and the threads they pull at this time. Gonna... Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, no, good. Just looking around at everybody, reading their faces to see what their, uh, what their reaction to their fates are. Not digging mine, but also not surprised. Rasmus is, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say equally unsurprised, but, uh, pensive. Very mm. much lost in thought Good word. about it. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine that sometime, especially after Irina started getting dealt, he kind of uh, like unconsciously reached across to like offer a, a hand because I'm sure that rattled the hell out of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would, she took it freely, like there was no just like kind of just that security of something to hold on to in the moment. Yeah. Full disclosure: I totally forgot that we had a sixth party member that was like an NPC. So that when that part came up, I was very confused inside. It was it was Steven. <laughs> He's back. He just pops in and he's like, he's playing. He messages you. I'm so high right now. I am blurred out. (laughs) It was the blurst of games. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid monkey. Stupid chronic. Oh, hold on. I can get you on my Darth mail. Darth mail. Darth mail. That's Qui-Gon Chin. Qui-Gon Juice. Well, (laughs) okay. Take care. Take care. So is it Qui-Gon, the Juice Robinson, or the Juice, like Juventud Guerrera? I'll handle Qui-Gon Juice. Don't worry about it. I already changed Jesse's name to Darth Male. You got to pick his enemy is is Qui-Gon Juice. (laughs) I'm going to make a Kaz, actually. Qui-Gon Juice. Juice. There we go. Kaz was two weenies on a taquito, and I didn't like that one anyway. That one was fun for a bit, though. Okay. That was short. Yeah. Adequately short. Short Short-lived. As uh, as things wind down in terms of, kind of your pensive attitudes and things to go, she she allows it to go for a few beats, and she says, "I understand 
The fates have told you and all of us much tonight. You are clearly welcome among the Vistani here and whence you come and go. Please, I know Bryn has arranged for you to have locations to sleep. Please, indulge us. Partake as you wish, rest as you wish. So I'm totally up for that. Uh, Aiden's going to look at her just before that all ends and say, so the fates told me what, that I'm a killer? Of course I'm a killer. I knew that before I came in here. Not exactly helpful. You can help me by telling me where Strahd is in Ravenloft. How do we get to him? Do you know that? Do the cards tell you that? Because that's the only thing I care about. He looks at you and says, if you wish to seek him on his grounds, as the cards have told us, you will find him. I pray you seek the other baits and guidings first, lest you face an encounter from which you cannot recover. He stares at her and then perks up and smiles and says, thank you to sleep now and wanders (laughs) off. Thank you for this. As you all exit, I'll, I'll let each of you tell me. So as you exit her tent, you kind of see her, and kind of as you all stand up, she sinks in her chair a little bit. Like she's you know, recuperating. There's a lot of, it seems to be a lot of energy for all of this to have played out as simple as it all seems. Uh, how do each of you feel as you go to your respective bed rolls or kind of your locations in these tents? Irritated. I'm going to check on Irina before I leave her to her own devices. I don't know where she's like heading or, or how that's all set up, but she got the, the real kind of shit into the deal on all of that. So let me make sure she's all right. Aiden's going to go drink a lot. I, 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 I walk up to him. Like you want to go to my bar? I think we're a little far away from your bar, but I, I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> plenty of drink around here if we look hard enough and I need about 50 of them. I forgot we traveled that far. Yeah. He's rattled. He he doesn't want anyone to know. He's mad. He's mad at everything, and he doesn't want to show it, so he's going to drink until he's smiling again. I like the, I like the pensive word from Rasmus. Yeah, pensive that's, is good. That's, that's, that's a good exa- uh, description for me. I okay. like that one, too. Well, I come by it honest. So... So Zephra, there you go, Zephra Red. How do you feel after this? We'll probably make it an early night at this point, rather than hanging with the group, so mm. that she can kind of gather her thoughts like she usually does before fully calling it a night. She understands what her personal demons, so to speak, are to come to terms with but she is still kind of curious on the other prediction whether or not it's just further of the fact that her travels were to get more stories for her to sell or if it's something a little darker in meaning yep red last man standing what say you how do you feel about all of this Sorry, I was just in here talking. My mic was. Uh, I still kind of shook. I didn't get all that from. Uh, but yet, she seemed like to be freely just throwing information out to these people. Uh, 
I am curious to see what the the group reading comes to mean in the end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As six of you split off, go to your respective tents. And as you kind of get into your bedrolls, camera would kind of look above at each of you and your your various states of frustration, anger, you know, wide awakeness thinking about it and fade to black. And that's where we'll call it. Thank you, folks. If all this is left in for bearing with me as your boy is far from a tarot reading expert and also fighting technology despite <laughs> his IT career, things are fun sometimes, kids. It will be. Uh, it will be. It will be yeah, all in. <laughs> I know it'll all be there. Leave it in. Leave it in. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of PZ85 Plays The Curse of Strahd on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Uh, as you know, this network is filled with uh, uh, various tales to tell. We have our merchants in this game that uh, deals in stories. We have them aplenty across this entire platform. Shannon, what do we got going on the rest of this week? Well, Cody, I'd like to tell you about that. Tomorrow is an all-new episode of Pro Wrestling Unscripted, where we'll talk about the Royal Rumble, the lack of surprises, except for one major return that not enough people are talking about, and that is Nia Jax. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I really hope she's not staying there. I hope that was a one-off thing. I, th- I think not, not my, favorite, my favorite meme I've seen in a while, it says, uh, you might have seen it, Hunter, it says the Samoan we expected, and it's the rock, and the Samoan we got, and yeah. it's Nia Jax. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Two K twenty three's got a whole bunch of new information. We'll talk about that tomorrow and all kinds of other stuff. Thursday is an all new after dark, and I've, one of the news sources that I, I like to uh, that I like to watch Philly to Philly D Philip DeFranco and his show today had two very interesting stories on. I want to touch on on Thursday because they're fascinating. One involving a YouTube content creator who accidentally got busted watching deep fake porns of his fellow YouTube creators and is in a shitload of uh, a shitload fuck? of fuck and then an, an insane story about a woman I shit you not this is a true story a woman who uh, basically did a search for someone who looked exactly like her and then lured her would-be doppelganger into meeting her under the uh, prospect of like getting some kind of modeling deal and then murdered her and basically pretended it was her so she could escape like some criminals or something. This is an insane story. I can't yeah, wait to like talk a, about it. That's a bad oh, lifetime movie. And that's a movie from script, friends man. I was expecting. This is crazy. This is one of the craziest <laughs> stories I've seen in a while. Plus we'll shit on Dana White and Power Slap more. And then Lindsay's got an all two top five. I do. All two top five. Yeah, it's twenty two top do. fives. All I'll in do. one night. <laughs> And then on Friday, it could be horse time. We'll see. I can't believe it's not horse time. I can't believe it's not horses. It might not be for me. This Friday, an all-new solo pony show is what we're going to call it. I will... I can't let you you ride into the horizon. The horse horizon. Uh, that, as a solo pony. That's good because otherwise it was going <laughs> to be like an hour and a half of me just sitting here reading like, what's in the papers today? <laughs> yeah. I'm going old gray mare. She ain't what she used to be. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm right here. We just struggle bust through card readings. You ain't got to make fun of me while I'm here. And now the old the old man dancers. Anyway, Cody, that's that's what <laughs> we got on tap this week. Uh, I thought yeah. there was going to be something else I wanted to mention, but that, I guess not. 
right. Well, cool. Yeah, that was uh, it. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, for the uh, five of us at the table here, for Kaz, for Double H, for Lindsay, for Shannon, and for the man himself, I am Cody Sandusky saying thank you for bearing with us. Uh, thank you for bearing with me. This has been PZ85 Plays on the Podzilla Nightshade 85 Network. Until next time we speak, shuffle your Taroka deck, read your fates, see what happens. <laughs>